Greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of Truth to Power. I'm your host, Tyrus McKnight. And tonight I want to talk about injustice in America for black people. Um, for those who don't know, the killers, murderers of Breonna Taylor, they were charged. However, they were charged for every time they missed, meaning that they were charged because they put some white people's lives in danger when they was firing those shots. They were charged for almost hitting their neighbors instead of murdering her. Now, that coon-ass DA out there in Kentucky, which is a Democratic grand city, Louisville, Kentucky. This guy, I can't even call him a guy, this bitch, had the audacity to make a speech in which he was trying to justify his decision. For his sake, it didn't go well. Now, black people, we know the drill long enough, or we've been through the drill long enough with Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, Tamir Rice. Every time they come with a decision, they always have to barricade and set a curfew for people just so they could try to declare martial law for not following the law. And the thing is this, they have tricked black people into thinking that we have to follow the law to the T when they are when they don't even give a damn about upholding the law. They have been able to murder people at will. Basically, these race soldiers have a license to kill. Right? But when it comes to black people defending themselves, against white supremacy, then they try to charge them to the T. Well, now it's getting to the point where black people are saying, fuck it, we might as well go all the way out. Now, allegedly, last night in Louisville, some police officers, they were shot, two of them, and they were busting at the police, they shot them. And then they, I think they just threw some charges on this guy. I don't know if he really did it or not. Because, you know, when a black person shoots a cop, they never bring them in safely. That's just not going to happen. I have never seen a story in which a black man shot a cop or shot at cops. And they brought them, brought them in safely in their home. I just never seen it before. So this guy that they did arrest for the shooting, I don't think he did it at all. I think they just grabbed him up. Uh, some some random guy, I think they just grabbed him up. Because as I was saying, now they're trying to mess with me now. As I was saying, because it, it's just strange that, that that would happen like that. 
And then we have the Democratic Party. Instead of giving us some tangibles or promises, promise, promising us tangibles, they are shooting goddamn P-Valley commercials in which they got strippers trying to entice black men to start voting. At, four, at first, black men, we were the outcasts of the Democratic Party. They said it's all about black women voting. Black men, you are not a factor. But what they weren't account what what they weren't what they didn't give account of is that once black men step up and lead and lead a charge and stick to their guns, our women will follow. That's one thing about it. Our women will follow. And now they're scrambling to get votes from black people. Now I know for a fact that I still got some people that, you know, follow me that are still like, Tyrus, who are you voting for? And I keep giving the same answer every time. I'm voting for black empowerment. Shout out to Jason Black. But I'm voting for empower, black empowerment. I'm voting for the candidate that's going to give us tangibles. That's going to give us reparations, protections from these race soldiers, etc. Tax breaks and all this and etc. But people are like, well, who are you voting for? But they never give us it. So who are you voting for? You listen, if you're not getting anything for your vote, then why are you voting? And I know y'all got this fallacy in your head, which is a total lie. Keep saying, you guys keep on saying, well, my um parents or my ancestors died for us to vote. No, they did. They died for you to be free. And in a system of white supremacy, you are still held captive. Now, unless you are ready to dismantle this system by practicing group economics, getting our economic game together, by being um, by not beefing with each other, by getting guns and protecting your family from these race soldiers and standing up to these race soldiers, until you are ready to do that, then you are fulfilling what your ancestors wanted. People act like there was just one type of um, movement. They, they act like the civil rights movement was all about voting. No, it wasn't. The civil rights movement wasn't just about voting. And if anybody tells you that lie, then you need to get far, far away from them. And even, you know what? Even as an example, let me ask y'all something. I want to ask y'all something who's listening to this program right now. Do y'all do y'all think Asians vote? I'm about to use, use an example right now. Do you think that Asians vote? I'm talking about as a group, as a as a race. Do you think they vote? The answer to that question is, no, they do not. They do not. They're not even a voting block, really. They're not even a voting block. But they still got power. But we have to be willing to develop power on our own because nobody's going to give it to us. 
Nobody's going to give us freedom. Nobody's going to give us tangibles. We're going to have to demand this. We can't ask for it. We cannot ask for it. The system of white supremacy is very unjust. And it's going to continue to be unjust until we decide to stand up and be powerful. We had to. Because, you know, I just came from Atlanta from the um, the first ever, the first annual Foundational Black American Conference. They had Judge Joe Brown, Boyce Watkins, Reza Islam, Tariq Nasheed, all those guys. Shout out to all those guys. Um, I think I'm missing people. James Small, Dr. Kaba May. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, but we were coming up with solutions for black Americans. Now, we as a group and as a people, we had to get on the ball. But what I saw was I saw a whole bunch of people that was ready to ride for the cause. That was ready to ride for the cause. And that was ready to give protection to black women. Black men were ready to give protection to black women. Black women was ready to ready to uplift the black man. And it was beautiful. A whole bunch of black faces. It was beautiful. And I said it to say this. Our sister Brianna Teller, we cannot let her death go in vain. Because these race soldiers are only going to get even more bolder. Now I did a broadcast, or should I say, an episode called Nazi America. And I really hope that people paid attention to what I was saying in that episode. Because America is starting to get like that. Again. Even though the Nazis got their game from America, and Hitler, he was just a tad bit more organized, and um, had everybody on one accord. It's starting to get like that. In America. We as a people, we have to be willing to fight, die, and bleed for what we want. And I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see that. But we gotta be careful with certain things. And one thing that we gotta be careful for, careful about. It's who we're electing. Now, I've made a post. I said, if New Orleans isn't careful, they are going to elect a DA just like the one they got in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, and I said, mark my words. And, you know, Tyrus, what do you mean by that? Now, upcoming election in New Orleans, we have Jay Williams running for office. Running for office. He's going to be running for DA. He's gonna be running for DA. Now I've done my background on, I've done my background, done my research on Jay, Jason Williams, and um, no, he ain't gonna be it, y'all. He is not gonna be it. New Orleans is already going through a gentrification displacement program, and it's about to become accelerated soon. I think it's gonna become accelerated, and within the next year and a half to two years. Because the East, believe it or not, is becoming is going to become gentrified because that's the last 
beacon of hope that they have in New Orleans. And I said this countless of times. In New Orleans people, we got to learn how to do business with each other. We got the numbers, but we just got it's just a matter of getting together. And if we don't, then we will perish. You could bet your bottom dollar on that. We will, we will perish. But we got to get on the ball. I'm talking about like right now. We got to start shutting down Asian businesses that dominate us in New Orleans. Because as you seem in New Orleans, there's a representative by the name, last name, Wynn. There was someone say that she's Vietnamese. That's a Vietnamese last name. When she made some disparaging remarks towards black people, and she is a councilwoman in the East, if I'm not mistaken. If we are not careful as a people, they are going to take New Orleans all the way from us. And as I explained in my documentary, New Orleans Politics, as it was explained, if we start caring more about basketball games and football games, a worse storm than Katrina will hit New Orleans, and we talking about gentrification, displacement. If we're not careful. And speaking of that, I want I see some comments. Let me speak on. Let me speak on. So I see some comments on the Amazon um, purchaser um, thing. Um, one, you know, two of them suspected race soldiers, but one that really caught my attention. And one of them, they, you know, they gave me a pretty uh, fair review, or in my opinion, a real fair review. But one of them was, I'm assuming this was a black lady, Thomas, um, I think it misses the point. I don't think people understand what I was trying to really accomplish with, this, with that document. Let me tell y'all something. She said something to the fact where it misses the mark where he could have interviewed more people, could have interviewed uh, more citizens. But the point is this. The citizens don't even know what's going on in New Orleans. Really? If you ask most citizens, how many people we got in New Orleans? How many, what percentage of people we got in New Orleans? They wouldn't know. And I'm not trying to be cocky, arrogant right now, but they wouldn't know because most citizens of New Orleans don't do that type of research. I'm just being honest. I'm not being cocky, arrogant, nothing like that. But they don't do that type of research. What's the medium income for a black family in New Orleans? They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't be able to tell you that seventy-three thousand. That's the height. That's the height of black families in New Orleans, and only a few got that much money. In New Orleans, seventy three thousand as a household. Not one person, but as a household. And she said, Oh, it doesn't give any hope for the future. Man, let me tell you something. There will be no hope for the future if you don't get off your motherfucking ass. If you're with what you're saying is it doesn't give hope 
for the future. I'm telling you right now, just being, just looking at New Orleans, I'm not here to give you, sell you hope. That was Barry Saruto's thing. Or should I say Barack Obama? That was his thing. To get this promise out hope. My thing is to present what's going on right now so you're able to change the future. Because the way it's going right now is looking very terrifying and very bad. It's looking very bad right now. Economically, it's looking bad right now for the majority. New Orleans has a majority black population, 60%. We only control 2% of the economics. How are you going to be able to protect yourself from race soldiers with that type of with that type of with those type of numbers? How? Early on, they had the oil industry, and all that went away. Now they had the boating industry, the seafood industry, um, hospitals and things like that, medical medical care and everything else. But black people don't own none of that shit. Even when you go down Bourbon, black people don't own most of those clubs and things like that. And nobody's asking themselves why. We don't even own our own school systems in New Orleans. We don't even own our own school system. How are we going to be able to protect ourselves from race soldiers with those type of numbers? How? Somebody tell me. I am frustrated as fuck. However, I'm still optimistic. I'm just frustrated as fuck. Because in the long scheme of things, I really want to kind of force people to do something that they're not willing to do. I really want to force that on people. But... Really and truly, I can't force you to do anything that you don't want to do. And that's the bad side of it. The bad side of the game is, you know what? I really can't force you to do anything. I would love for it. I would love to see black people shot in New Orleans, but I can't force you to do it. The only thing I could do is speak truth to power every chance I give. And hopefully that it sparks something in your brain. Hopefully, it inspires something in you. Hopefully. But what happened to us is a Brianna Teller. It's, tra- it's a tragedy. It really is. And we have to take control of the reins 
from this day forward. It's not good to mourn for long without any retribution. It's time for us to take the reins, black people. Thank you for joining me tonight. I just spoke truth to power. Have a good night.